98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong is advising people not to wait for a second generation COVID vaccine. A family doctor urges relatives of elderly COVID patients to keep a close eye on them to make sure they complete their treatment course. And police in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan are searching for two men suspected of stabbing 10 people to death and wounding at least 15 others. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong, William Choi, has advised people not to wait for a second-generation COVID vaccine, which may not arrive until the first quarter of next year. He says people should get inoculated as soon as possible, as there's no evidence yet showing the new COVID vaccine is more effective against BA.4 or BA.5 subvariants. The early clinical studies have shown that the first generation and the second generation, in terms of the efficacy or the level of neutralizing antibody, they are very similar. They are comparable. The second generation of the BioNTech vaccine, especially with the Omicron strain B8.1, they show that the level of neutralizing antibody are very similar. So in other words, you know, the second generation not so superior than the first generation. For the component B8.1, and BA5, we don't have any uh, uh, information yet because they just start the clinical trial at the moment. A family doctor has called on the relatives of elderly COVID patients to keep a close eye on them to make sure they complete their course of treatment. Dr Lam Wing War added that families of elderly patients should also be aware that some drugs, such as blood thinners, may work against COVID medication. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Dr Lam estimated that up to a fifth of his elderly patients had refused to take oral drug prescriptions to treat their COVID infections over concerns about allergies and side effects. He explained that severe side effects are rare. In my experience, even some very old people don't experience many side effects, only mild diarrhea or feeling a little unwell at most. Some say I've gotten much better and the rapid test has returned to one line, I'm fine now. And they ask me if they can stop taking the medication and some have even skipped a dose already. And I've reminded them the virus could fluctuate and if you don't fully suppress it, it may rebound. So I think we may need family members' help on this and also with helping to spot if the elderly patients had taken the wrong medication, mixing them up with cholesterol drugs and others. Police in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan are searching for two suspects after 10 people were stabbed to death and at least another 15 were wounded. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police are investigating 13 possible crime scenes, including the indigenous area of James Smith Cree Nation. Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore gave more details at a news conference. Let me be clear. We are still looking for the two suspects. We are asking residents across Saskatchewan and our neighbouring provinces to be vigilant. At this stage in our investigation, we believe some of the victims have been targeted by the suspect and others have been attacked randomly. The two suspects are Damian Sanderson and Miles Sanderson. They are considered armed and dangerous. A dangerous persons alert has been extended to the neighbouring provinces of Alberta and Manitoba. People in affected areas are being asked to stay indoors and to avoid picking up hitchhikers. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau described the attacks as horrific and heartbreaking. Jason Kerr, the editor at the Prince Albert Daily Herald in the province, says incidents like this are very unusual. Seeing something on this scale 
is uh, very rare and it's very shocking for people because it happened in, in such a small community. Uh, James Smith Cree Nation, which is where the first stabbing took place, there are only about 2,000 people living there. Weldon, which is nearby, which is where other uh, stabbings took place, there are only about 200 people living there. So we're used to seeing crimes in major cities. To see something like this happen in small rural areas is very surprising for a lot of people and very shocking. Germany's three-way coalition has hammered out a huge new package of support for people and businesses struggling with soaring living costs. The 65 billion US dollar arrangement will in part be funded by a windfall tax on energy producers. There will also be caps on energy bills. This report from the BBC's Jessica Parker. A meeting of EU energy ministers later this week had been called before the indefinite shutdown of Nord Stream 1, but there is now an added sense of urgency. A draft document seen by the BBC sets out options for consideration. They include temporary gas price caps, reducing demand for electricity and support for certain struggling parts of the energy market. This weekend, Sweden and Finland announced liquidity guarantees for power companies. Thirteen ships laden with agricultural products have left Ukrainian ports, the biggest convoy so far since a United Nations-backed agreement in late July unblocked some of Ukraine's Black Sea ports. The vessels are heading to eight countries. The Infrastructure Ministry said about two million tonnes of grain have been exported from Ukraine by sea in 86 shipments. A private jet with four people on board has crashed into the Baltic Sea after flying erratically over northern Europe. There are reports the plane could have lost cabin pressure. Here's the BBC's Richard Hamilton. The flight proceeded normally until air traffic control over Spain lost contact with the plane and the aviation source news website says it continued to overfly the German city of Cologne and continued on a direct track into the Baltic Sea. The Swedish maritime service said they saw no one in the cockpit but then other reports said someone was seen gesticulating inside the aircraft and an unconscious person was seen in the cockpit. The British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss is expected to be named as the leader of the governing Conservative Party and the next Prime Minister later today. She's been ahead of the former Chancellor Rishi Sunak in polls of party members throughout the campaign to replace Boris Johnson. The BBC's Ian Watson has more. For Boris Johnson's successor, the time to campaign is over and the time to govern is almost at hand. The new leader of the Conservative Party will be announced at lunchtime today and will give an acceptance speech. It's widely assumed that the winner will be the pollster's favourite, Liz Truss. While some in the Sunak camp say the result will be close, they're not predicting an upset. She will not, however, become Prime Minister until tomorrow, when Boris Johnson travels to Balmoral to resign to the Queen and the monarch then asks his successor to form a government. It's expected the new cabinet will be unveiled on Tuesday evening. Voters in Chile have rejected a proposed new constitution that would have transformed the country's social and economic structure. With almost all the votes counted, 62% were against, just 37% were in favour. Two years ago, Chileans voted in favour of changing the constitution imposed in 1980 by the military dictator Augusto Pinochet. But the new document was seen as too radical. The BBC's Katie Watson has more details. This was not the close result that people were expecting. And it's a crushing defeat for President Gabriel Boric, who came to power supporting the rewriting of the Constitution. 
It's been three years in the making. It was one of the key demands of protesters who took to the streets calling for an end to the deep inequalities in this country. But while Chileans overwhelmingly agree they want a new constitution, this was not the text that everyone could agree on. High security is in place in Kenya, where the Supreme Court is expected to deliver its judgment on a challenge to the result of last month's presidential election. The Electoral Commission declared the deputy president, William Ruto, the winner. But his rival, Raila Odinga, alleges the system was hacked to reduce his votes. The BBC's Anne Soy reports. More security teams have been deployed to potential hotspots of violence across the country. The Supreme Court made history five years ago when it annulled the outcome of the poll, citing procedural irregularities and illegalities. This time, Raila Odinga wants it to overturn the result and either declare him winner or order a rerun. He's accused his rival of hacking the electoral body's systems and deducting some of his votes. Germany's President Frank-Walter Steinmeier says it's shameful it took his country 50 years to reach a final compensation settlement with relatives of the Israeli athletes murdered in a terrorist attack at the Munich Olympics. Eleven Israelis died during the attack by Palestinian militants. Nine of them were hostages killed during a botched rescue attempt. Mr Steinmeier was speaking ahead of a planned commemoration ceremony today. You can You can imagine President Herzog and I are both pleased and relieved that shortly before this commemoration and shortly before the state visit, an understanding has been reached between the bereaved families and the German government about historical clarification, about recognition and compensation. We both welcome the outcome of the talks. To finance news now, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,207. That's 244 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $60 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 140.3 yen. The euro stands at 99.09 US cents. And the pound is worth 8 Hong Kong dollars and 99 cents. To sports, and we start with tennis, where Australian maverick Nick Kyrgios has sent defending champion and world number one Daniil Medvedev crashing out of the US Open in an explosive last 16 clash. Wimbledon runner-up Kyrgios tri- triumphed 7-6-3-6-6-3-6-2 to reach his first quarter-final in New York, where he'll face another Russian, Karen Kachanov. Medvedev will lose his world top ranking after being defeated by Kyrgios for the fourth time in five meetings. China's hopes are over after defeat for Zhang Shuai. She had been the last Chinese woman standing after earlier defeats to Zheng Qinwen, Yuan Yue and Wang Shiyu. Zhang was beaten in the last 16 by Coco Goff. It finished 7575 for the American, who said she appreciated the home support. It feels insane. I mean, I'm standing, I'm chanting my name. I was... You know, trying not to smile on the bench on the the last changeover. I was trying to stay in a mode, but in my head I was smiling. I can't believe you guys were, like, chanting like that. It's crazy. Meanwhile, Tunisia's Ons Jabeur has made the U.S. Open quarterfinals for the first time with a 7-6-6-4 win over Veronica Kudamatova. Wimbledon runner-up Jabeur, the fifth seed, will face unseeded Australian Ayla Tomljanovic, who ended the career of Serena Williams in the third round for a place in the semi-finals. 
to football and the English Premier League, where Arsenal's perfect run is over. They were beaten by Manchester United 3-1 at Old Trafford. Brazilian winger Anthony opened the scoring on his United debut. Bukayo Saka equalised for Arsenal before Marcus Rashford scored twice to seal victory for the hosts. The BBC's Guy Mowbray spoke to United manager Eric Ten Hag after the game. We are happy, of course, and satisfied with, with the win. And also the performance against a really good team as Arsenal. They also played really well. Uh, but we are then also happy uh, with this uh, win, clear. At 1-1, when they got level, they looked as though they were going to be the team on top. What changed it back in your favour? Uh, I have to credit the spirit from this team. They can deal with setbacks. And, and so we did. And that's really great uh, that a team can do that. That social mentality, I think, we really improved on that fact. Arsenal remained top of the table despite the loss. Manager Mikel Arteta said his team failed to finish United off after they got the equaliser. We lack the discipline in certain areas of the pitch uh, to do what you have to do in open spaces against them. And uh, apart from that, I think the efficiency obviously in, in both boxes was very different. Um, because when you look at the game and what we produced, the way we dominated and controlled the game at Old Trafford, um, there was only one team that should have won the game. Brighton are up to fourth in the Premier League after a 5-2 win over Leicester at the Amex Stadium. It was two all at half-time before the Seagulls hit three in the second half. Here's Brighton manager Graham Potter. Really proud of the players. Amazing performance and um, three points is always welcome in the Premier League. Great response from a disappointment in the midweek. Great um, response from a start that can happen because the, the opponent has got some quality as well. So um, uh, overall, though, the boys were, played a really good game. In baseball, Aaron Judge has set a career high in home runs by cracking his 53rd of the season as the New York Yankees beat the Tampa Bay Rays 2-1 to avoid a three-game sweep in Florida. Judge scored both runs for the Yankees, who now lead the American League East by five games over the Rays. The Toronto Blue Jays are six games off the lead. The Jays got past the Pirates 4-3 to complete a three-game sweep in Pittsburgh. Over in the National League, the New York Mets were pounded 7-1 by the Washington Nationals. With the Atlanta Braves beating the Miami Marlins, the Mets' lead in the NL East is down to a game and a half. The weather forecast, fine, dry and very hot this afternoon with moderate northwesterly winds. The outlook remaining very hot and dry tomorrow, but windier with occasional showers on Wednesday and Thursday. Currently, the observatory, 33 degrees Celsius, humidity at 45%. The red fire danger warning and very hot weather warning are both in force. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong is advising people not to wait for a second-generation COVID vaccine. A family doctor urges relatives of elderly COVID patients to keep a close eye on them to make sure they complete their treatment course. And police in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan are searching for two men suspected of stabbing 10 people to death and wounding at least 15 others. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Bill Whelan on Radio 3. You know I'm 305, got it on my body, I got everybody in a job. Somebody hit the light camera, let me improvise, can I get a hallelujah? More moolah, more peace for my medulla, the whole crew up, yeah. Louis Prada, Dundada, top flow, come take a ride up with the rider. I came up from the bottom, you have no idea. You can't sweat through my story, write my name in his story. Oh, what a night, yeah. 
From the side like a god, I'm talking real guap. 23, 45 with the rock, I'm a lot. I am not what they think. I like it dirty, I'll be filthy with the ricochet. She threw it at me, I hit it right down the straightaway. Feel like somebody put a blue pill in my lemonade. I think that's how I ended up in the bay with this pain in my head. You know I'm hey, from the bottom. You have no of life-threatening conditions from COVID-19. The virus can damage one's heart, lungs, and brain. It may cause multiple organ failure that requires intubation in an ICU. After effects can hamper a recovery. Vaccines reduce risks of serious illness, hospitalization, and death. Experts advise that any elderly person who has had a flu shot can safely receive COVID-19 vaccines. Get vaccinated early. Well, time has come to take off my mask Watch the scars spell secrets from my past This freak show won't define who I am What I thought was all 